get set for this episode of A-Level Biology Revision Bites, where we'll break down your revision into fun, bite-sized chunks while having a few laughs along the way. For more in-depth online learning, head on over to snaprevise.co.uk and see how our intelligent platform can transform your revision and help you score better grades with less stress. Here's the show. If you ever go running or cycling, at some point you are going to run out of breath, feel a bit thirsty, or feel a bit peckish. Peckish is a strange word, isn't it? Personally, I've never felt the urge to start pecking. I mean, if you give me a bag of peanuts, I'll eat them. But I draw the line if you throw them on the floor. Even those expensive, responsibly sourced Holland and Barrett ones. Anyway, cells are just like us. Except they don't actually go cycling. They need to breathe and get energy too. And they don't have the option of popping into Subway for a Sprite and a milk chocolate cookie. Good job, really. There's often billions of them. Imagine the cues. Their version of Subway is molecules of sugar. And that's just what we're going to talk about now. So, here is your introduction to respiration. All living organisms require energy for biological processes, even the queen. Energy is stored in organic molecules such as glucose. The energy in these organic molecules is released during a process known as respiration. We define respiration as the process which occurs in living cells that releases energy stored in organic molecules such as glucose. The energy released during respiration is used to synthesize molecules of ATP, which can be used as an immediate source of energy. ATP stands for adenosine triphosphate. Yep, let's stick with ATP. Respiration also produces heat energy, helping multicellular organisms to maintain a suitable body temperature. So, what is the role of ATP? ATP is described as the universal energy currency. That's not like Bitcoin, by the way. And so far, there are no dodgy ATP websites explaining how to get rich quick with it. ATP is called the universal energy currency as it is used by all living organisms to drive their active biological reactions. This includes active transport, exocytosis, and endocytosis. All chemical reactions which take place in a cell are called metabolic reactions. There are two different types of metabolic reactions, anabolic and catabolic. Okay, anabolic reactions first. Anabolic reactions involve synthesizing large molecules from smaller molecules and requires energy. For example, building a protein from amino acids is an anabolic reaction. Catabolic reactions are pretty much the opposite. Catabolic reactions involve breaking down large molecules to form smaller molecules. This process releases energy. For example, digestion and breakdown of proteins into its amino acids. In an exam, if you can't remember which is which, you might know that anabolic steroids are sometimes used. And this is a bad idea by bodybuilders to build themselves up. So, 
Remember, anabolic is the building up reaction. Think of anabolic reactions as cells wearing Bluetooth headphones while bench pressing and discreetly checking each other out while pretending not to. Next, let's look at ATP synthesis and hydrolysis. ATP releases energy in small, manageable quantities to ensure that minimal energy is wasted in the form of heat. In ATP synthesis, ATP is synthesized from the molecule ADP and inorganic phosphate, written P, lowercase i, during respiration. In ATP hydrolysis, the opposite happens. ATP is broken down to ADP and inorganic phosphate, which releases energy. Now, most of this happens in the mitochondria. Now, stay with me for this. The mitochondria are where most of the steps for aerobic respiration take place, producing maximal ATP. This is because mitochondria contain enzymes and proteins essential for ATP synthesis. Mitochondria have an inner and outer phospholipid membrane. The outer membrane is smooth, whereas the inner membrane is folded in a zigzag manner. These zigzag folds are called cristi, and they are embedded with proteins, which are essential for ATP synthesis. In between the inner and outer membrane is the intermembrane space. In the middle of the mitochondria, enclosed by the inner membrane, is the mitochondrial matrix. That's nothing to do with the Keanu Reeves film, The Matrix, by the way. Although it would be fun if it was. And now I'm struggling to get that thought out of my head. Okay, I hear you ask. What are the functions of the mitochondrial structures? Well, I'd be glad you asked me that, because that's a sign I'm working on the right podcast and haven't wandered into a Radio 5 live recording studio by mistake. I used to be a radio cricket commentator, you know. I'm only doing this because the excitement of discussing seagulls, hats, and listeners' cakes when rain stopped play became too much for me. Wonderful days. Anyway, the mitochondria contain specialized structures with adaptations that enable them to perform their function in respiration. Let's start with the outer mitochondrial membrane. The outer mitochondrial membrane contains protein channels and carriers, which allows the passage of molecules which are needed in respiration. They generally bowl best coming up the hill against the wind. Now, the inner mitochondrial membrane. The inner mitochondrial membrane is the site at which ATP synthesis takes place. ATP synthesis requires a large positive proton gradient to exist across the inner mitochondrial membrane. This proton gradient is maintained using energy transferred from the electron transport chain. And here one comes down the pitch, it bowls a little outside the off stump and there's no run. Sorry, bit of a flashback there. Where was I? Oh yes. Next, there's the cristi. The cristi provide a large surface area to embed necessary proteins and enzymes needed for aerobic respiration to occur. Finally, the matrix. The matrix contains mitochondrial DNA and ribosomes, allowing for most of the enzymes required in respiration to be synthesized in the mitochondria itself. So, there you have cellular respiration. 
don't forget your anabolic reactions are the one where you build up. The mitochondria are back in the pavilion now. So from all the commentary team here at Lords, we wish you a good evening. That's it for today's episode of A-Level Biology Revision Bites. Are you looking for some extra help to improve your grades, but can't bear the thought of forking out £50 an hour for a private tutor? Neither can we, and that's why we built SnapRevise. SnapRevise is an intelligent platform that provides high-quality, tailored support that is more effective than private tutoring and is available anytime, anywhere, for a fraction of the cost. We have a whole range of amazing resources to suit all learning types, from bite-sized videos, self-marking quizzes, to mini-revision guides and predicted exam packs. We've built extremely smart technology that accelerates your learning by finding your knowledge gaps and filling them. And we have on-site tutors who are available to answer your questions 24-7, so you're never left in the dark. Head on over to snaprevise.co.uk or download our app and get your free trial now. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you can get the latest podcasts as soon as they come out. And while you're at it, leave us a review and give us a rating so we can keep bringing you as many free, high-quality podcasts as possible. See you next time.